Bill O'Reilly here, Wednesday, May 26, 2021. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Manhattan's DA convening a grand jury to probe the Trump organization. Majority of Republicans say Donald Trump remains the, quote, true president. Half of all adults in America now vaxxed. Homeless people sue the city of Portland, Oregon. Disneyland selling the most expensive sandwich on earth. Also ahead, Chicago Mayor Lightfoot rejects white journalists. But first, the Washington Post reporting, Manhattan District Attorney Cy Vance, a very left-wing individual, will convene a grand jury in the case of the Trump Organization. The panel will sit three days a week for the next six months. The former president dismissing the investigation as politically driven, which it is, but that doesn't mean there will not be evidence produced. A poll from Reuters showing 53% of Republicans believe Donald Trump is the, quote, true president of the United States, unquote. Six in 10 claim the 2020 election was stolen by the Democrats. Now, I do not believe this poll. I think it is skewed, as many polls are. I could be wrong. COVID vaccination for adults passing 50% in the USA, 130 million Americans fully vaxxed now. New cases of the virus down 92% compared to January. Health experts predict the USA will reach so-called herd immunity by August. And that, of course, is because of the vaccine driven by Donald Trump. Interesting, right? Group of homeless people suing the city of Portland, Oregon, after police cleared out their encampments. The class action lawsuit claims personal belongings are being destroyed as health officials in Oregon clean up the filthy camps. For those visiting Disneyland this summer, you may want to eat before you go. Disney now selling the most expensive sandwich in the world. The $100 panini features salami, ham, provolone, and tomatoes. Thirsty diners can wash all that down with a $5 can of Coke. Jiminy Cricket, what's going on at Disneyland? Well, what's always going on? making money. In a moment, the mayor of Chicago goes full racist. Right back. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Last week, as you may have heard, the mayor of Chicago 
Lori Lightfoot, announced she will no longer speak with white reporters. Well, that's pretty shocking, I think, is it not? So who is Lori Lightfoot? Well, she holds a BA in political science from the University of Michigan, then a law degree from the University of Chicago. Previously, she worked as an assistant U.S. attorney for the Northern District of Illinois before going into private law practice. She has served as the president of the Chicago Police Board, and that happened between 2015 and 18. This week marks the two-year anniversary of Miss Lightfoot's inauguration as the 56th mayor of the Windy City. Since taking office, Lori Lightfoot has had a pretty hard time. Homicides in Chicago up 50%. 800 people murdered there last year. 4,000 people, 4,000 shot in Chicago in 2020. Attacks against police up 300%. Looters ran wild for three months following the death of George Floyd, causing more than $100 million in damages. On the COVID front, Chicago witnessed one of the worst infection rates in the country. Ms. Lightfoot imposed a 10 p.m. curfew and banned liquor sales. Chicago public schools remain mostly closed to students. Also, the Windy City now has a $2 billion budget gap, and the mayor has raised property taxes to the tune of $94 million. So why aren't folks demonstrating against the incompetence and the racism of Lori Lightfoot? Her anti-white posture is obviously racist, and her record is horrendously bad. Well, there are two reasons that Miss Lightfoot seems to be getting away with all of this. The first is a so-called Chicago machine. Cook County, where Chicago is, is run by Democrats and has been almost forever. You'll remember Mayor Daley and the corrupt Daley machine. Well, that machine is still in place. Democrats control most everything that happens in Chicago. And when you have a one-party system, you always get corruption. And that's what we are seeing. Then there is the Chicago media. There is only one functioning newspaper, the Tribune. It leans left. It's not crazy left, but it leans that way. It recently disciplined the one conservative columnist they have, John Cass, because he said something the editors didn't like or something. I don't know. Chicago Sun-Times is now insignificant. The local news is pretty good there. But nobody is really pressuring Lori Lightfoot. And so her reign remains not good. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it. For more honest news analysis, please go to BillOReilly.com and please check out my new book, Killing the Mob, the best-selling nonfiction book in the world. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices 
higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. On this day in 1907, a boy named Marion Robert Morrison was born in Madison County, Iowa. He would go on to star in 150 films and many TV programs. He even has an airport named after him in Orange County, California. We know him as John Wayne. The Morrison family ditched small town life for Southern California in 1916. The boy would often attend class with his Scottish terrier named Duke. That nickname stuck with him throughout high school. Young Marion attended the University of Southern California, studying pre-law. His good looks earned him some small parts on silent film, which eventually led to larger roles in talkies. As his career took off, the actor struggled to find the perfect stage name. First, he went by Duke Morrison, then Anthony Wayne, but studio executives complained Anthony sounded too Italian. Yikes! So he dropped Tony for John, John Wayne. His career would span half a century. Today, the Hollywood Icons Cancer Foundation trains 150 doctors every year, educates 400,000 children on the dangers of skin cancer, and has financed 35 years of medical research. John Wayne died from cancer in 1979 at the age of 72. His last movie was The Shootist. Brilliant film. During his life, the actor earned a Congressional Gold Medal, Presidential Medal of Freedom, and won an Academy Award for his performance as Rooster Cogburn in the Western True Grit. He is regarded as one of the most charismatic performers in film history. And here's something else you might not know. John Wayne's Presidential Medal was awarded to the actor after his death by Democrat Jimmy Carter. The performer attended Carter's 1977 inaugural ball as a guest of honor. When asked why the staunch conservative John Wayne would attend the event, the Duke said it was his duty as a, quote, member of the loyal opposition. Wow, times have really changed. Happy birthday, Pilgrim. Back after this. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day. 
and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.